Hey, it's Clark from the Down South IT Podcast, and today I'm going to give you my two cents on Intel's 10th gen release. Now, a couple of weeks back, Intel debuted their new 10th gen Intel CPUs. Now, I know you think I might be a little late to the party, and I did this for a reason. I wanted to see what the reviews were saying and basically what kind of what was the, the whole mishmash about with Intel and seeing what their new offerings were going to be like before I decided to comment. So first up, we have their Core i9 10900K. It's a 10 core, 20 thread CPU starting out at $488. They have a i7 10700K, 8 core, 16 thread for $374, and the core i5 6 core, 12 thread starting at $150. So, all that being well and good, the fact that they actually have hyper threading on these CPUs is actually a very good thing. They, some of the older ones have that disabled, so having this is actually a very good thing now. And what I've noticed from a lot of the blogs and a lot of comments from people is that obviously with Intel staying on the 14 nanometer process and sticking with the Comet Lake architecture, it really wasn't very much of a revolutionary leap as far as Intel CPUs go by generation. But it was a step up as far as an evolutionary step in their next gen. And of course, by that, I mean that instead of having a new chip architecture or anything like that, they're just evolving to their next gen and upping clock speeds, a couple of different you know tweaks here and there, letting, letting you be able to throttle and overclock a little bit more, which is not out of the realm of possibility for Intel, but it's something that they're, I think they're kind of out of their comfort zone a little bit. And they've been in that comfort zone ever since they got on Comet Lake for a long time. But of course the clock speeds are not the only thing that they actually did. Now, granted, whenever you increase, increase clock speed, you're going to increase heat. And as we all know, heat is the vein of most computer components. So they're actually putting the TDP for the new 10900K at 125 watts. Now, I've seen reports and I've seen videos on people testing these that they pull well in excess of 200 if they're on the all-core boost and everything like that. And they'll run upwards of 90 degrees Celsius which is basically the upper limits of the silicon before it decides to crap out on you. But if you aren't running the all-core boost and you have a very good cooling solution like an AIO or you know a very good water cool system, then the thermals on these really shouldn't be that much of an issue. Now, it seems to only really pull a lot of wattage and do a few other things whenever you actually do have the all-core boost going. And given the trade-off of the that high of a TDP and the thermals that are coming off of that with the all-core boost, 
I'm not really sure I would even want to take that chance, to be honest. I don't care how good of a game it is you're playing or any kind of work on a computer. If you have a CPU that's pushing 80 to 90 degrees Celsius while it's under boost, you're cruising for a bruising, basically. But if you're not running that all-core boost, everything seems to be fairly in check. The thermals aren't that bad. And what Intel actually did was they shrunk the size of the dies that the CPU sit on. And at the same time, they actually increased the amount of the heat spreader. So the heat spreader actually acts more like a larger heat sink before it even gets to your thermal solution, whether it's a fan cooler or an AIO, anything like that. So the fact that they actually was able to shrink that down a little and use the heat spreader as a integrated heat sink before it even gets to your cooling solution was kind of an ingenious plan. Now, granted, like I said, it's that TDP and that wattage that it pulls is a lot. So is it worth it getting the brand new 10th gens, even though you're going to end up having to buy a new motherboard and everything else on top of that? Well, to some people, I'm sure it is. Me personally, I don't believe I would jump to the new architecture just yet. I, you know, if I was, I don't have an Intel CPU on my PC right now, but if I did, I wouldn't think this would be enough of a jump between generations to be able to basically make, think that it's worth it, especially if you have to get the new motherboard and everything like that, not just the cost of the CPU. If you could update, if they were still using the 1155 socket instead of the 1200, then maybe it would be feasible. But right now, I, I don't see it really as a worthwhile upgrade if you have something like a 9700K or a 9900K, anything like that. You know, something that's fairly close. You're not going to get the same speed because of the core clocks. But if you overclock those just a little bit, you can basically make up that little bit of difference. So I don't believe that it's worth getting that, even it, especially financially, if you're, you know, you not taken into consideration the cost of the new motherboard and and all the other parts that go along with it now i've seen the comment also that this is kind of intel's last ditch effort to try to head off amd for something and i don't believe that's actually true now granted when amd launched the zen 2 and zen plus uh architectures that they have that's kind of starting to take up steam and take some in intel got so much market share it really it's not hitting them quite as bad as what i think everybody thinks it is but it does take a couple of generations to be able to innovate to the point of being something revolutionary now right now intel's pretty much coming up to the limits of speed that you can get with silicon but being that they're already a couple of generations deep after AMD did all of their stuff. I do think they have something waiting in the wings that hasn't come out yet. And probably this will be like that last generation before they take that bigger step. I do believe Intel is going to come up with something really, really crazy next year. And this was kind of this was already in the plan. This was already in the, the workshop ready to go. So they made their incremental improvements. And then on this next gen, which 
probably, if I had to guess, is going to be still on that 1,200 socket, but they got something. I, I'm, I have a feeling they have something brewing that they're going to take a much bigger step toward the productivity side that AMD is pr- pretty much currently dominating at this point. They got to at least make up a little bit of room in that area. They can't just stay with core clocks and single core speeds. They have to start branching out, but that takes R&D. It takes time. So these last couple of generations, I do think those were already kind of in the way. And now on that, while they were doing that, they started branching off and doing something else. So that next big leap, I think, is probably going to be next year with that that generation. Only time will tell, but I do guarantee you that Intel will not go quietly into this. But I can tell you one thing. It is extremely, extremely fun to watch. And it's also very good for us as consumers, too, because the more they do, the more they compete. Hey, we get a lot better products for less money. So I'll take that any day of the week. Thank you all for listening. This has been My Two Cents.